Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is Issues 2020. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is veteran journalist and educator Lou Heldman. Welcome to Issues 2020. Nice to have you with us. Thanks so much, Steve. You know, you have announced plans to retire after several years at Wichita State University. Tell us about making that decision to to hang it up, so to speak. Well, I uh, came to Wichita State uh, 13 years ago uh, under uh, pretty unusual circumstances, I had uh, uh, been working in journalism and in the business side of journalism, publishing, for 35 years, and most all of that for the same company, Knight Ritter. And Knight Ritter had uh, brought my wife and I to Wichita uh, 18 years ago, right after 9-11, in fact. And uh, it, it, I came to Wichita to be the chief executive officer and president and publisher of the Wichita Eagle. And no one knows what that means because everybody knows what an editor does, but nobody knows what a publisher does. So the publisher is in charge of the whole operation and uh, and is responsible for all of it. Uh, but as a publisher, you spend most of your time on business issues because working for a public company, uh, they want they want good journalism and they want good community outreach, but mostly what they want is for you to exceed budgeted profit every month. <laughs> and uh, I had uh, I'd been a publisher uh, before in State College, Pennsylvania, where Penn State is, and uh, then came to do the job in Wichita because I said uh, uh, I love State College, but I wanted to go someplace more complex with more difficult and interesting business issues. And boy, was Wichita complex. Mm-hmm. Because uh, right after 9-11, you'll remember, uh, the aircraft industry was already uh, in trouble at that point. But uh, it went deep, deep into a hole. And uh, right away, I was dealing with issues at the newspaper of, uh, of uh, you know, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we patch all these uh, financial holes in this ship? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I spent uh, I spent uh, about five and a half years as publisher, and then uh, a, a new company bought the paper uh, called McClatchy. And uh, I I spent a year with them, but it wasn't wasn't a happy year, and uh, and I was in my mid fifties, and 
ready to ready to retire, not ready to retire from working, but ready to retire from uh, the newspaper business, which was clearly uh, in a hole it wasn't going to get out of. And I didn't really have the heart for the layoffs that would be required uh, because I I love the people who worked at the Eagle, and uh, I just didn't want to be the person to tell them, uh, you got to go. So instead, I went, and uh, my plan was to uh, seek a a position at uh, the uh, KU School of Journalism because I knew there was one opening up that didn't require a Ph.D., and so I asked President Beggs at Wichita State, whom I'd gotten to know pretty well, if he would recommend me for this job that was going to open at KU. And uh, the minute I said I was retiring, he said, we don't want you going with those people in Lawrence, not those people. <laughs> he said, "He said, uh, said uh, the provost and I have been talking, and uh, we think we can use you at Wichita State, come to Wichita State. And so I talked to the provost, Gary Miller, and uh, they really put together a job for me that didn't exist. And uh, I came to Wichita State working on uh, communications and academic affairs, and I did things like uh, 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 start a uh, monthly television show uh, called Wichita State in the World, and we did... uh, about two years' worth of those shows, and uh, that was at a time when websites were becoming more and more important, and uh, we we redid the website. And in the meantime, I began teaching in the Elliott School of Communication, which is a spectacular place, great faculty, great students. And uh, instead of doing what uh, everybody might have expected, which is, uh, teaching journalism classes, I I had gotten really interested in everything going on in the internet and how it was changing people's lives and how it was changing business. And uh, the Elliott School let me uh, let me teach a course in that that I developed myself. And the first course was on uh, the intersection of of media and business and society. And then I spun off another course called Just Social Media. And this was this was all, you know, like 2008, 2009, before social media had taken over everything. But the trends were clearly coming. Well, and, I'm going uh, to interrupt you because— I had uh, a great time. I'm in, I, I get to interrupt you because uh, I, I won't get any of my three questions in. Uh, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. So you arrived at Wichita State in 2007. Sounds to me like you've you've been pretty busy since that time. Uh, what did give us a, your impression of the of the school and 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 Wichita State and 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 what kind of place it is to work? Well, I I will tell you that uh, that I was I was I was really embarrassed because even though I had been to Wichita State uh, as a newspaper publisher, I'd been there for basketball games and I'd served on a committee for the Allrich Museum and I knew I knew it was a beautiful campus but I didn't really know much about the students 
And, uh, of course, all the strength of the place comes from the students and being around being around people, not just young people, but people of every age who are learning. And uh, uh, so I became I became a really committed shocker. Uh, probably within the first year or two, I was on campus because I I I came to believe that uh, our university probably like just about every university, is this remarkable machine that changes lives uh, because it, 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 it brings people in and they have a set of, of educational experiences and they have a set of social experiences and they, they learn from professors, but they also learn from each other and they learn more about life. And those are maybe the more traditional students, but then you have then you have adult students uh, who either never got a chance to go to college before, or or did go to college, but they're coming back to learn a new skill and something that will really propel them in their career. And the final thing I'll say about this, Steve, is that uh, that uh, Wichita State is because of its its setting in the city uh has a very different mission and outlook than you know all the other universities in Kansas are essentially rural uh they're they're set in small towns and not close to in most cases not really close to industry and uh, in Wichita, people can go back and forth from their their job to the classroom or laboratory, and everything they learn in one place has application in the other place. Mm-hmm. And so there's this this virtuous cycle of of learning that goes on, and it doesn't just help the student. It helps the companies they work for because the companies get exposed to the latest knowledge, and it helps the professors because the students come back from their workplace and say, hey, we're learning this, but where I am, whether it's you know Cargill or Coke or Spirit, uh, they're changing to that. Maybe yeah. we ought to be focused on that. And so the professors learn, too. That, uh, let's talk a little bit about the pandemic, if you will, because it's it's quite a story. Um, yep. It, give us a, a general statement. How, how's the university ha- responded to all of this? Do you think? Well, I think I think remarkably well because uh, uh, I think we were really fortunate that the the two top people at the university, uh, President Jay Golden and Provost Rick Muma. Uh, both uh, had very good antenna. So uh, long before uh, people thought uh, Wichita State would need to close down, uh, they were already making preparations. Um, And uh, very early in the process, they pulled together a pandemic response team uh, headed by Camille Childers, who's a, who's a, a nurse, who's the head of student health services, 
And uh, that first meeting I was in, there must have been, I don't know, 60, 70 people in a classroom, probably with a capacity of 50. The fire marshal wouldn't have been happy. But right away, uh, I guess this was in beginning of March or late February, uh, right away we were talking about everything the university would need to do. And the list was enormous. Uh, But we worked our way through it. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you what my contribution was? What, what was your contribution then? Yeah. Well, I I knew that uh, that uh, Go Create, which is the fabulous uh, sort of workshop open to the public on campus in the Bardo Center, that Go Create was gonna was gonna be the the engine of creating about five thousand masks right away. And uh, I went over to Go Create and talked to some friends there, and said, "Hey, could we get uh, Wichita State branding on those masks?" So <laughs> they they began turning out shocker masks, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I really like that that uh, that. Uh, every office on campus has been issued a, a kit. And it has a lot of sanitary supplies in it uh, so that everyone there can always be using disinfectant. And uh, if they don't have access to a sink, they can they can put things on their hands to to make sure they're germ free. And then they've they've got, you know, paper towels and all sorts of things and shocker masks. So uh, because part of my job was to promote the Wichita State brand, uh, I want even I want even the masks to to have Wushak on them. There you go. Hey, you're listening to Issues 2020 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is veteran journalist and educator Lou Heldman. Lou, with the way things, do you think there are going to be classes on campus in the fall? And, and, and fold that into another question. What portion of the curriculum is going to be online in the future, do you think? Well, uh, yes, I think there are going to be on class, classes on campus in the fall, and that's what the the university is preparing for. But uh, but the university is also preparing to be. Uh, uh, do you remember uh, Steve, the uh, the old uh, football coach, that he wanted uh, his players to be agile, mobile, and hostile. That's right. Uh, so I think uh, I think that uh, that every every bit of preparation is. I mean, we're planning for the best, and I shouldn't say we, since I'm retired now. You know, at least a week. Uh, but uh, the university is 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 planning for the best and preparing for the worst. And uh, what uh, what professors were told was to, uh, first of all, uh, uh, make sure your curriculum is in modules. So you might be able, let's say you have six weeks uh, where you're going to be able to do in-person classes, but then the next wave comes and we have to shut down. Uh, you know, try to try to front load the parts of the class that really benefit from in-person teaching, and then prepare to teach teach the rest online. 
so every class I think is going to be a, a hybrid class that mm. can 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 make the transition if needed. Right. And there will also be you know classes that may be totally online. I think what uh, what you know on your question about online teaching, uh, what was good was. Uh, uh, most of the students and a lot of the faculty had already had exposure to online classes. It's more and more common. Right. right. And I think I think what this did was accelerate uh, a trend that was already existing, uh, which is that uh, that you know learn, learning comes in many forms. And the um, uh, Dr. Bardo uh, used to say, uh, if uh, you had somebody who uh, went into a coma for a hundred years and came out of it and went into a university classroom, they wouldn't know they'd been gone uh, because the the style of the style of teaching. Uh, the it's sometimes called the sage on the stage, meaning an expert dispensing knowledge. You know that style hadn't changed in in a lot of cases uh, for a hundred years. Uh, but uh, you know, with the technology, it's been bound to change, and uh, learning, you know, has become at every level of education. Learning has become much more of a group process uh, with the with the professor as a resource uh, but not as the only source of wisdom so all right it's uh, it's you know it's uh, uh, it's going to change it's going to change way more in the next 20 years than it has even in the past 20 <laughs> yeah hey tell us a tell us a little bit about what you know about the students are they are they much different from the students in the past you know uh, I think that uh, uh, you know my experience isn't broad enough to 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 give you an expert opinion on that. Uh, but I, t- I tell you one thing that changed at Wichita State in my twelve years there. Uh, that uh, there's way more pride in being at Wichita State, and there are way more students making Wichita State their first choice, not just because they live in south-central Kansas and it's the most convenient place, but because it's a place they really want to be because of the campus, because of the activities, because of the faculty. Um, the, you know, one of the, one of the really brilliant things that, uh, that Dr. Bardo and Provost Rick Muma worked on was what's called the I-35 corridor strategy the, for strategic enrollment management. And the idea was that uh, uh, there, there are a lot of really overcrowded universities in Texas is the best example. So there are way more qualified high school students trying to get into Texas University engineering programs, then there are slots for them. And we want Wichita State to be a choice for uh, people all through Texas and Oklahoma 
and Missouri and up into uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of families uh, are uncomfortable uh, sending their kids to really big universities where they'll get lost. And uh, and and from a career standpoint, uh, there are vastly more opportunities in Wichita uh, to have great part-time jobs uh, in your field while you're learning about your field. Uh, so what I, what I see at Wichita State now is it used to be uh, when I got first got to campus, you'd you'd see a smattering of Wichita State t-shirts and caps and just as many or more KU and K-State. And now it's pretty rare to see a KU or K-State t-shirt or hat or sweatshirt or jacket on campus. Uh, And you see shocker gear everywhere. And... uh, People have a lot of pride in going to Wichita State. And, yep. and you know, you mentioned something there that I, I've noticed that in the past, uh, going to the local department stores or something, uh, Wichita State stuff, where you couldn't find it in the old days. But right. It's now it's become a very, very popular brand and a popular logo, you know. And what to, let me ask you what, do you, what do you tell people, young people who might be interested in a career in journalism? What do you say to them? Well, I absolutely think that uh, there's going to be journalism. Uh, because, you know, as I, as I used to teach in my classes, uh, uh, this need to know, this curiosity about the world uh, that's fulfilled by journalists, uh, that's ancient. It goes back to the earliest civilizations. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, let, let me tell you, let me tell you about the, about the, about the first communicators. Uh, they were people who would take stories from village to village and they had to have two attributes. One was they had to be, be, be fast runners, uh, to get the news long distances. And they also had to be good storytellers because they were carrying the stories and uh, then, then, then those people uh, were replaced by technology, and the technology was drums and an agreed-upon code that allowed, allowed the news to travel faster from village to village. And that, that idea of, of the ability to tell stories and then increase the speed at which they could be told. Uh, you know, that's gone on for thousands of years. So, you know, we're still going to need uh, people who can gather information and share that information in a way that's interesting to receivers of the information. So I, I, I think journalism is a great career. All right. Well, I'm, we're just about out of time. I, I, when you retire or in retirement, you hunt fish, go sit by the lake, do nothing. What do you think? I uh, I uh, I have dedicated myself to hitting the golf ball better. Mm. Uh, 
uh, that, that, thus, thus far, uh, I am failing. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, I'm going to have to interrupt you because we are out of time. But, uh, Lou, hey, thanks for your contributions, not only in journalism, but in education here at Wichita uh, over the years. And, uh, you know, uh, all, all we can say is thank you for what you've done and best of luck to you in your retirement. We hope all the best for you. Thank you, Steve. And also, thank you for spending some time with us here on, on the Issue Show. Uh, it's always always good to talk to somebody who knows a lot about Wichita and, uh, and is ready to share with us. Lou, thank you so much for being with us. And, uh, again, good luck to you in, in your retirement. That's all. For, that's uh, our uh, guest, of course, veteran journalist and educator, Lou Heldman. That's all for this edition of Issues 2020. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 